Welcome to the Liberty Block. I am Elliot Axelman. Say you already have four viewers. That's phenomenal. Best we've done in a while. <laughs> it's you I'm giving you credit. So, a few days ago, or a few weeks ago now, you got an interesting ticket in New York, the likes of which I've never seen before. If you could explain to the audience the details of that ticket, why you got it, and it was a pretty harsh ticket. Before we even discuss the ticket, people, the uh, viewers know you. They know you're not an evil person. Would you consider yourself an evil person? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think you're you're lovely and a good citizen, and you don't hurt people, right? You're not a murderer. You don't deserve to be punished, right? Okay, so, so why don't you tell us exactly what happened with this ticket, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so I was driving in um, the Bronx on my way to New Hampshire because I visited my parents. It was I was on the I-95, Interstate 95. I was approaching Westchester area. Um, it was weird because there were no people. <laughs> There's very, very few cars and trucks. And then out of habit, I start you know, speeding on my way, just, you know, passing through most of the people who were slower than usual. And I got pulled over. So I did pull over and the cop, the New York City cop told so, me, NYPD? this is NYPD. They told me that I, where am I going? Am I in a rush? So they asked you a few questions. Yeah, they, am I in a rush? And I said, no. And if I was aware that I was going 72 on a 55, and I told them I was not. I honestly thought. The 50 or 55? It's 50. So Once New York City speed limit's 50. So you're, you're going 50. 22 over, so you're evil. So you are evil. <laughs> oh my God. You're yes. breaking the law, 22 miles per hour. <laughs> and um, honestly, I thought I was in Westchester. So I'm like, wait, I thought it was like 60 miles per hour. And he was like, no, okay. Even Westchester County is New York State. And the state yeah. speed limit is 55, right? 55, I think, in yeah. almost every place. But honestly, I didn't notice that I was going that fast. And I was pulled over. Okay. After a couple of, I think that same day, I received a ticket. He handed it to me, and it was a $200 fine. Do you know what it said on the ticket? Did it say what you were being accused of with crime? Um, speeding, that's it. The it just said speeding. I it believe didn't say so. reckless driving? It does not. It didn't say weaving. It did, okay. So it just said speeding. Yes. So for the viewers, I'll, I'll explain. Simply put, he wasn't saying you were shooting guns out the window. You weren't weaving. You weren't endangering other people with any by anything you were doing other than the speeding itself. So what he was essentially saying when this police officer enforced the law and gave her a ticket was that by virtue of driving 72 miles per hour in a 50 mile per hour speed limit zone by virtue of going that fast you are endangering others so we'll keep this in mind because we're going to get back to this later using logic and and data and sources forget emotions and the safety of the people in the roads we're going to get to logic so so we all agree me you everyone every viewer he gave you a ticket for driving 72 and 50 and speeding and that was the crime okay go on Okay, so he gave me a ticket. It's $200. And when I got back, um, I think I waited after like a week or so to actually check it and to pay for it. And when I went online, I realized it was like he gave me six points for that. Six points also? Six points, yes. But since I have, I'm from New Hampshire, 
I have a New Hampshire plate and my license is in New Hampshire. And it basically translates to three points in New Hampshire. Okay. Anything zero to 25 miles per hour, 24 miles per hour over the speed, speed limit from other states automatically wow. switches wow. up to three points. Anything above 24 miles so per hour. So you have three points in New Hampshire now? I do. So I'm sitting next to a criminal. <laughs> this is serious. Points three. are serious. Three more You're... points and I'm suspended. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's someone who... Um... Yes, from from new if works a lot with lawyers and even he's surprised six points is a lot. Yes, six points come. Um, that's be, that's new by New York State standard, and then it converts to three points in New Hampshire. If I now someone else mentioned the other day. Sorry to cut you off again. That your insurance is Geico is going to punish you. Most likely they will. This is my first ticket. That's going to cost in you a lot more and, and per perpetuity years every month. Driving. Every yeah. month you're going to be paying instead of a few bucks, you're going to be paying a few dollars more every month. Your insurance is going to go up. Yeah. You're, and, you're lucky I'm a faithful fiance. And, He's, no, I'm, I, I'll stay with you even though you're okay. a criminal and you're going to cost us more money now. But yeah, go on. And I also, since I was already like checking if the points will roll over, I'm like, all right, this happened in New York City. I'm not sure if this will roll over in New Hampshire. Yeah. And I did confirm that it will roll over, but only three points. I was fine with that. I also stumbled across information like I have to pay a driver responsibility assessment. Now, this I wasn't aware. And I had to Google it up. And of course, I went to the New York State um, website. And it that's what this is what it said. The driver responsibility assessment is a fee you must pay to DMV over a three-period, three-year period if you are convicted of cert certain traffic offenses in New York State, or accumulate six or more points on your driving record within 18 months. So, because I live in New Hampshire and I work a lot, I pleaded guilty to it. Because what was the alternative to pleading guilty? Because I, I'd have to waste my time going to a court in New York. A court in New York. And actually, and you lose doing more than five hundred dollars for going to New York, right? Exactly. You take off all day of work, and but it's five hundred thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. Correct. It's all the yep. But and they know this. They saw your license plate was out of state. They knew that for less than a few thousand bucks, the average person with a you know decent car like you is probably making enough money that they're not going to take off an entire day from work, drive two hundred miles each way, and go to try to fight something in court for just a small chance of of getting the ticket. Uh, you know, getting off, not being convicted. So they, they knew this. So essentially there, there was no, you know, trial. It's a fake trial. They call it, you know, kangaroo court or whatever. It's fake. They, they, as long as it's not a million dollars, they know you're not going to fight it. So they, they take the 200 bucks plus 300 bucks plus the points plus other money and then they run. Yeah, go on. So what else is going on? So yeah, um, after three weeks or so, my I still have an address in New York City where my parents live, so they got mail from the DMV, which I told my dad to send it here. And once I received it, sure enough, it was a driver responsibility assessment fee that they were asking me for. So I can pay in um, installments of $100 per year, or I can just pay off like 300 in one shot. And what would happen if you don't pay this? So it says over there from the letter, um, I'm... I'm not sure verbatim, but it says that my New York State license will be suspended 
or I will not be allowed to um, drive in New York, basically. Yeah, so they'll suspend your license and, or yeah. revoke your license. And if you drive without a license, everyone here, my smart audience knows, driving without a license means you're dead. It means cops pull you over, throw you in jail, and you're going to be in prison for the rest of your life, probably. Correct, but I do not have a New York license. I've had a New Hampshire license. But if I do pass by New York State, yeah, I, will be, yeah, I will be considered... A, a felon, a, a felon. Big, big criminal, yeah. I but also, so some, so the DMVs of New York and neighboring states, some of them have reciprocity deals with each other. Some don't. New York and New Jersey do, but they don't always, you know, send the information. It doesn't I, always get there. But with New Hampshire, they might. Again, they may they, not find they, out. New Hampshire might suspend your license too. New, New Hampshire is part of that um, yeah. association because I did check. That's why it, the points so will roll a, over. So, what do you? What's the definition of? Saying, give me three hundred dollars, or I will take away your license. Meaning, if you drive without a license, I'm gonna throw you in jail or kill you. It sounds like extortion. Extortion. Yeah. extortion. It's, it's classic um, extortion. If I go over to someone and say, "Do this for me," or "Give me money," otherwise, I'm gonna punish you physically. Well, what bothers me the most is not because that not the ticket, because I already established. Okay, I may have been speeding. Fine. But the driver as responsibility assessment. So it's two hundred plus three hundred dollars. Yeah. So it all adds up to being five hundred dollars. What good does it do if I pay $300 for the driver responsibility assessment? I never filled out anything. I never had to do um, an online corrective, corrective training measure. Training yeah. uh, defensive driving training stuff. Correct. Which I already have defensive driving. Right. And basically it does not benefit me or them except for the monetary um, gain that they will have. Yep. Now, now here's here are some of my issues with this. Essentially, she was guilty until proven innocent. I mean, really guilty until proven innocent, even more than I, I realized. Because they said, give us 200 bucks plus 300 bucks, so give us 500 bucks, you're guilty. Not give us 500 bucks if you go to court and if you, you know, fight, you know, fight this and have a court with a jury and lose, of course, there's no jury because it's not criminal, even though it is criminal, because you're going to take your money. So maybe Connor um, can enlighten us as to whether this is criminal, meaning you'd have to have a jury to convict you of a crime, or if it's civil, or they call it something else, like administrative, which means nothing, it's BS. Um, anyway, you're guilty until proven innocent, right? They say give us the money. You can prove your innocence if you can hire a lawyer for a uh, you know, thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, take off a day of work and lose another thousand bucks, drive to New York, the guy's alone's a hundred bucks, pay the tolls in New York, another fifty bucks, so spend two, three, four, five thousand dollars just to fight it in court to maybe be declared innocent so you don't have to pay the money, which is less than you paid to fight it, and get the points, which is definitely important. So you're guilty to prove an innocent, which obviously violates well, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, whatever it is, Fifth Amendment due process clause and all that stuff. It violates that. Now, let's talk about the Eighth Amendment for a second as well. I told the, the viewers I would talk about the Eighth Amendment. The Eighth Amendment, that's where the excessive fines statute comes from in that clause in the Constitution. It says, nor excessive fines levied against the person, right? What does excessive mean? I don't know. Um, they don't think it's excessive, clearly. He did it, the cop. If he would have given you a fine of $87,000 for driving, you know, for speeding, would that be excessive? Excessive is arbitrary. It's, it's, it's you know, subjective uh, term. You could use for anything, right? So that's why, again, we'll talk about why the Constitution sucks later, but that's another issue with the Constitution. It was way too, way too broad, right? Then say excessive literally can be defined by the courts, and clearly the courts say it's not excessive because the court is in on this, right? Because they convicted you technically. So you pleaded guilty. 
just to be clear, you did plead guilty, but plead you had no guilty. choice. If I put a gun to your head and say, give me a thousand bucks or, you know, plead guilty, otherwise I'll take a thousand bucks from you, you're going to plead guilty. Well, initially it was just $200 that they were asking. Cost 300 yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, do I really want to waste time going to New York and like okay. defending my case? I'm like, well, like there are certain points in this that's flawed in this, um, in this case. I'm like, was the device um calibrated well yep. why was he how did he catch up to me if i was doing 72 so oh, i, I want to talk about that so uh, you're starting with logic i want to do the logic okay but then i'll let you join me okay because i, I have fun with this stuff if I, by fun i mean the opposite of fun i hate this stuff anyway let's talk about logic then, then i want to talk about emotions we'll talk about what could you have done with 500 bucks pop medication you know, for your parents you know for actually helping elderly people with cancer maybe 500 bucks could go a long way right Helping your parents pay rent so they're not homeless and they don't die. De Blasio is a great city. What else could you have done with 500 bucks? I'm going to pay for our wedding. It'd be great to pay for our wedding. Now we can't, right? We're going to do a trip, maybe a honeymoon. 500 bucks, that's a lot of money. Now we don't have 500 bucks, right? We'll talk about emotions later. But I want to talk about logic for a second because I do love logic. It's one of the, the core uh, foundations of Liberty Block. As we discussed earlier, you were one crime. You weren't shooting out the window. You weren't weaving. You weren't hitting other people, right? Your one crime was excessive speed. You're driving 72 and a 50, you're speeding. It is what it is, deny it, don't deny it, it doesn't matter, right? You're speeding, which is a crime. Driving 72, everyone, conservatives, uh, libertarians, anarchists, everyone agrees driving 72 and a 50 is technically a crime, you know, it's technically illegal, right? How did the cop who pulled you over catch you without committing a crime himself? Tell me. But they're PD. So he committed a crime. In the course of pulling her over for a suspected crime, he definitely committed a crime. Now, let's do a bit of math. And you're, you're pretty good at math. So driving, someone's driving 72. The cop, uh, let me try to get in the frame. The cop sees them with the speed camera driving 72. They whiz by. Now he has to catch up to you. He has to go at least faster than 72 to catch up. 73, technically, it would take him 80 miles to catch up to you. He probably went 80 or 90 or 100 to catch you pretty quickly, right? So he drove at least more than 72, right? Arithmetic is arithmetic. You didn't slow down massively, I assume, to like zero or 50, right? Imagine you're going 72 or cruising. You probably had cruise control. Imagine you're cruising at roughly 72 on average to catch you after catching you at the speed camera. You're ready. You blink. You're 100 yards behind him. He's got to catch up 100 yards. Now he turns on his car, you know, puts down the donut, and it turns out and starts driving after you. He's already 800 yards behind you because it's been five seconds. He has to catch up 800 yards. And this crazy driver, this reckless criminal over here, is driving 72. He has to go 80 or 90 or 100. And I have a story where I knew for, for a fact cops drove over 120 at night on a small highway while weaving over 120 to catch someone. Uh, so cops commit crimes. So she was committing a crime. Was it dangerous? Were you endangering the lives of others? I don't think no. so. No. When a cop was chasing you at 80 while weaving and chasing another car, now we got a chase going on weaving, is that dangerous? That is a more dangerous scenario. So she was committing the crime of 72. So we're talking about just objectively speed is a crime, as we've established. The crime was speeding, not reckless driving, which he could have done, by the way. It would have been easier for him. Speeding, in order to catch her for speeding of a suspected crime and charge her with the crime, the cop committed the crime himself. That's all I want to say. People will say cops are trained to drive better than you. You drive, drive ambulances for how long? You've driven how many hundreds of thousands of miles with ambulances? You're a better driver than cops. You drive a large, massive ambulance with terrible brakes and terrible vehicles very fast in emergencies in cities and and highways alike for years you're a much better driver than these cops who could drive 70 with a four fusion right you're a better driver no cops are better driver they do evoc how many evocs have you done plus evo plus evap 
plus we've had a lot of other courses, right? So she, so as far as certifications and experience, she's probably a better, more skilled, safe driver than police, right? How often do you chase guys at 80 miles per hour while weaving and trying to chase them down? Never. You don't, so you're a less reckless driver than police, right? There you go. Again, logic. Have I said anything illogical yet? It's all logic. This is all linear logic, I call it. It's in a line, it's logic. If this, then that, if this, then that, it has to be that way, it's logic, right? So this cop committed a crime and he was weaving, so he, that was more dangerous. Now, you wanna talk about emotion too, right? What, what could we have done for us, for others, for charity with $500 had that thug, that armed robber not stolen it from you? Could have donated it to church, could have given it to my parents, could have, you know, done a lot, a lot of things. Excellent. There are, I mean, I could talk about this all day. There are a few more things related to police stuff that I want to talk about. Oh, we got to talk about the uh, duty of police, and we'll talk about Garner real quick, okay? And they'll be done. So we wrote an article. I published an article on Liberty Block a few months ago, maybe a year ago now, called The Duty of Police. I think I wrote it after that incident in uh, Woodland Woodland Park, New Jersey or something, where the a 21-year-old uh, girl or 20, I think she was 20, but a mother, so emancipated minor, whatever. That, whatever. Anyway, she was a mother, already not a minor, but she had her uh, kids with her, and she was with her aunt, a whole family out on the beach, and there was a beer can, one beer can, it was closed, and it belonged hey, to hey. her aunt, and, and the cop said it belongs to you, and she's like, no, I'm 20, not 21, and I'm not drinking, I got my daughter here, it belongs to my aunt, who's like 50, and um, the cops kept harassing her and following her around and harassing her, maybe the cop thought she was cute, she was cute, no, teen, little bikini, whatever, or 20-year-old, and um, the cop was following her and harassing her, and again, if someone's following you around on a beach, harassing you, forget the fact that he was wearing blue, it doesn't matter what he's wearing, some strange guy's harassing you and following you around on a beach, you wouldn't be very comfortable, would you? Right. So anyway, maybe you wouldn't talk to them, right? Ignore them, right? So this guy's stalking her on the beach and, and says, what's her name? And she gives the name, I think, says, take a sobriety test. And she, I think she took the test. And Eighth Amendment, is it an excessive fine? Yeah, we, yeah, we spoke, uh, Steve, we did mention the Eighth Amendment excessive fine clause. Yep, it, obviously it's, it's uh, subjective, so I don't know what excessive means anymore. So anyway, this um, cop is is harassing her and saying you know take a sobriety test she took the test i believe she passed it and then at some point he said what's your name or what's your address and she wouldn't give it or what's your id she refused to give it and um there was some kind of altercation the cop hit her first but she hit him first at that point she spat towards the officer and the cops got on top of her <laughs> the cops got on top of her and started beating the crap out of her and you see the video again this it is was, all on video yeah it was caught on video yeah and so i posted the video in the article as a link or as an embedded video and um the cops were beating her so there's a cop, she's again a 20 year old female, the average female, probably, you know, five foot, 120, whatever it is. And the cops are, are on top of her, beating her, beating her, beating her, beating her, right? And um, then the second after the video starts, you see another cop come in the frame and hold her down. And then a third cop come in the frame, holding down her legs so she really can't fight, right? Stop resisting, stop resisting, right? So How dangerous can a 20 year old Yeah, exactly. She's in a bikini, clearly no guns on her, right? So they're beating her. Three men holding, holding between the holding and beating her down, three of them. So. Again, and this is why we've got to talk about criminal justice. And again, I'm going to give you guys all a free lesson in civics and criminal justice, right? So the very basics of the one job of police, and the article was titled The Duty of Police, their one duty, as everyone admits, the cops, the judges, the conservatives would have to admit if they had logic and brains, us, and everyone on every side admits the one duty of police, their primary role, responsibility, and job, and power is to arrest people suspected of crimes. Now, restraint versus sex, yeah, exactly. So let's say that again. 
police have only have one job. Do they have any other job? Can they do anything else? Do they have any other power within the criminal justice system than to arrest people for suspected crimes? Negative. Okay, great. And again, conservatives would have to admit this. Please play devil's advocate and pretend you're a conservative who loves cops, okay? Because I want you to hold me accountable, okay? Because we're gonna have to use only logic, right? Now, after a police officer arrests someone for a suspected crime, they go to which kind of place do they go to, to to be convicted, to be determined whether they're guilty or innocent? Court. A court, yeah. Exactly. They'll go to a court where only according to the great constitution that conservatives love and, and according to laws and every you know, federal laws, state laws, city laws, county laws, town laws, only a court with a judge and I believe a jury present in every criminal case can convict a person of a crime. Again, I've said this to conservatives a billion times. They don't listen to me. So let's say it again. Convict and punish. Only a court with a judge and a jury and two lawyers for each side inside of the courthouse can convict a person of a crime. Now, interesting, we're in media, obviously we're one of the top five media sites in the state. Being in media, we have to be very careful. And, and I was reminded actually, Mike, one of our great editors pointed out, and I edited the article a lot, a few edits. I wrote Murderer about Pantaleo. We'll talk about Garner afterwards. You're not allowed to by law, you know, libel laws and everything. You cannot call anyone a convicted criminal or felon or murderer unless they have been convicted of the crime in a court. That's why you see in the media, they use the word alleged very often, right? Right now, if I go murder 50 people and the cops arrest me, I go to court, my trial is in three years from now. Until that trial happens, you cannot legally call me a murderer. No, but I saw Ali murder them. No, you can't. I have not yet been convicted by a court. By law, you cannot call me a murderer. You can call me an alleged murderer. Get it? Because it's libel. It's false and it could have hurt me, so it's libel. I will sue you and actually take all your money. Once I'm convicted, call me a murderer, call me a scumbag. You cannot call me a murderer a convicted murderer, a convicted felon, a criminal. You can only call me a suspect or an alleged murderer. Either way, right? Make sense? So far, have I said anything crazy? We got a lot of lawyers here, a lot of family and friends of lawyers. Chime in. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not even that smart. That's fine, whatever. But I'm just saying the basic logic and basic civics 101 present throughout the first world, right? So we have cops. Their one job is, is to, someone commented, potentially investigate crimes. Yes, police departments have investigators. They can investigate. And the investigation is done before they could arrest someone and, and charge them in general with a crime, but also afterwards they assist in the investigation. That's fine. But they cannot convict you. They can investigate and they bring the evidence, all the evidence they find, they bring to a court, right? Only a judge and jury, right? Again, this is all very simple. I'm not crazy, am I? I'm not stupid, right? So. so this is all very simple and it works the same way in every single first world country, right? So once the, the only person who can punish them is the judge based on the jury, the jury determines whether innocent or guilty. If they're guilty, the judge actually has some discretion within the sentencing guidelines of the, the laws with whichever jurisdiction the court is in to, to sentence them. It could be a year in jail or two years, whatever the law allows for, right? Between, it says up to two years, you can give up to two years in jail and a fine, right? So that's how it works. Can cops punish people? No, they cannot. Who, who can punish people legally? Only judges. Only judges. Only judges can legally, conservatives always say legal, I'll follow the law, you follow the law, you, I'm not gonna use the F word. Um, now, only judges can punish people. Let's say it again 15 times. Cops cannot punish, they can only arrest. They can't punish for a crime because they can't even see a criminal. They can only ever see suspects. Could a cop ever see a criminal? By definition, they can't. Because when cops deal with them on the streets, they arrest them, they're suspects. In fact, if the cop says the word criminal, it's libel and he gets sued. I can't say the word criminal until they are convicted. It, cops can't say the word criminal until they're convicted, right? Make sense? Now, let's go even a step further, right? 
we've established that cops physically punish people. They do it all the time. I saw another five videos earlier today. A guy goes like, yes, cop, get off me. And the cop starts beating the crap out of him and punching him and gets down and beats him up, right? That's the punishment. He punished him for touching the cop, right? Everyone agrees. Conservatives say, yeah, the cop punished him. He touched the cop. You know, he, he assaulted a cop. Wait, if he assaulted a cop, the cop should arrest him calmly, bring him to a court where he'll be convicted of assaulting a police officer. The cop can't punish him. Make sense? Now, let's go a step further, okay? Let's go even further. We always do this. What kind, uh, let me know, if, let me see if you know the criminal justice system in America pretty well, because most people don't know this. In, in general, let's say in New Hampshire, which kinds of punishments can a judge sentence a person to? What are some punishments they can give? Regarding any... No, murder, I go out and murder someone. The judge can punish me if I'm convicted of guilty by a jury. What kind of punishment will the judge give me? So if you really want to lowball it, misdemeanor to a felony what punishment physically what's gonna do to me a slap a whipping a jail time what do we have currently in new hampshire state law for sentencing guidelines do you know i do not it's easy i know it's just one thing put Two them things. in jail yeah or fines or fines jail and fines that's it what about the beatings uh do we do beatings in america physical violence is not we don't have any punishment what if i murder someone mass rape and mass murder no physical punishment just jail no uh, that's my punishment three hots in a cop last time i checked death penalty was illegal in new hampshire it was just well. killed, yeah yeah so so you're telling me the cops are illegally extra extra judicially outside of the justice system illegally criminally punishing people with a punishment that even judges cannot sentence someone to correct you're on arrest my case where uh, Please, someone, I'm begging you, literally, sincerely, genuinely, someone tell me I'm wrong. Someone tell me I'm stupid and explain to me why. I just went through, we just went through a quick little case, right? I was, you know, the prosecution and you were a witness, right? And I did a thing and I rested my case, right? <laughs> I proved using only data and logic that 100% of organisms in the universe have to agree on because they're, they're the most evident truths using logic that not only do police officers throughout the nation, and I've seen I have around a thousand bookmarks now, I lost my computer, lost my hard drive a few months ago. I already have almost a thousand bookmarks again after I lost them all. Um, I only recovered a few of them. Thousands of cases, and you've seen videos. And I, there are around nine, 10, to like 13, 14 compilations on YouTube, each of which is like seven minutes long, of cops beating people. Women who are handcuffed, and cops run over and kick them in the face and beat the crap out of them. Rape and murder and, and beatings and tasings. Cops punishing people, clearly you see on video. You clearly see someone disrespects a cop and the cop physically punishes them. And you just informed me that we don't have physical punishments in America. Some states have, have execution, which is, as you know, it's potassium chloride. It's very humane. It's not beating you to death. Back, obviously, um, obviously I'm Jewish. So back in the old um, old days of, you know, mythical biblical times of Judaism, they would have 39 lashes, right? With the whipping stoning. lashes. Yeah, stoning. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. Don't do capital punishment. Well, we do just just execution, just, so just execution, killing, but yes. it's very humane. In fact, you give them, you know, hop them a versed, like, like a gram of versed, and then like a gram of a paralytic, like rock or something, and then like you know, tons of calcium, tons of uh, potassium. So it's very humane. You give them all the versed in the world, like a pound of versed. So by the time they're even like you know paralyzed or, or whatever, or potassium being your heart stop, they're so beyond high and beyond you know sleeping and dead. So it's very humane the way we kill people. We don't do physical punishments, but you just informed me, not me. I'm the crazy one. I'm the crazy anarchist. Everyone hates me. That's fine. She's the nice one. She's and gorgeous. And everyone loves her. And you just informed me that police sentence people. They, they not only are they, you know, judge, jury, executioner, they arrest someone. They don't take any evidence. They convict you. And then they punish you with a punishment so severe that even no judge in America 
There's no judge in the world who gives a physical punishment like lashings anymore, is there? We don't have that on the books in any state that I know of in America. Yeah, so that's the point. There's one more thing I want to talk about, just the Garner case. We have um, officer, detective, I think he was an officer, Pantaleo, who put the chokehold around Eric Garner five years ago in 2014. He was recently fired. Of course, we wrote an article about this. You read the article yet? I have not. Okay, no, no worries. That's fine. Um, you, you pretty much know what I was going to say in the article. Pretty much on a very uh, quick synopsis of the Garner case, five years ago, Eric Garner was approached by police in Staten Island. NYPD approached him for allegedly selling loose cigarettes, I believe, although some reports say that he had also broken up a fight, so they thought he was involved in the fight. All the witnesses seemed to have said that he broke up the fight. Anyway, I believe they approached him that day for illegally selling cigarettes. He paid, no, so he got the cigarettes. He must have paid taxes, heavy New York sales taxes for a box of cigarettes. Then he resold them loosely, and the police wanted the second bite of the apple. They wanted him to pay sales tax again, or they wanted him not to sell loose cigarettes. And they started, you know, talking to him and harassing him. And you hear Garner on the video, a, a large African-American man, obese, around 400 pounds, maybe like six, eight or something. And he had, he had an asthma and heart disease. You see him yelling, stop harassing me. Not today. Stop harassing me. This ends today. You were just harassing me the other day. He keeps yelling. You were clearly, I don't think he made all this stuff up. He clearly knew the cops. They had clearly approached him and harassed him and, you know, maybe arrested him in the past, right? So they had a relationship with him, which again is not appropriate. They knew him already, so they were biased. Anyway, after a few minutes of this, they say, I don't know if they even mentioned he was selling loose cigarettes, but they pretty much want to arrest him, and they they grab his hands, and he kind of lifts his hands up. So he's, like, passively resistant. He didn't punch them. He didn't shoot them. He didn't kick them. didn't spit at them. Very moves his arm. He wants to talk for another minute before they arrest him. Once you're arrested, it means you kind of, like, lose your job. And once you're arrested, even if it's nullified and you're let go from jail, you're not charged or convicted, still, an arrest is a massive black mark on the record. If you were arrested, would you keep your job? I don't think so. Yeah. There you go. Just an arrest. Well, oh, what if they threw it out? Well, what if they, they didn't come, come with you? It will, stay still. In my, still. it will stay in my records. Yeah. So people say, just just obey them. Don't resist. Just obey them. Let them take you into the car. No. Once they arrest you, don't let them take you. Don't resist. No, don't get yourself killed. But if they do take you, your life will be forever changed, and, and you might lose your job forever. I know with, with our job, we, we would never work again if we were arrested even. Once cuffs touch your wrist, you're never going to work again in some industries. So anyway... He's, he moves his arm up, and they, they, they get cuffs on him. Immediately, Pantaleo, this cop, jumps on his back, so he's taller than him. He jumps on his back and starts choking him, the rear naked choke. You know, his, his elbow is right here, so he's choking him. And he falls on the floor. Two more cops come in, so there are four cops on him, I believe. They take him down, and he keeps choking him, so he goes to his back, so he gets rear mount. And he, he keeps choking him for a few more seconds, Pantaleo. And then a few seconds after that, after he said, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, he lets him go. So he gets rid of the choke. And another cop puts his knee on the back of his head, and he's prone, which, again, is inappropriate for EMS. Probably inappropriate for cops to be prone, right, because they can't breathe. Keep saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. They keep roughing up and sitting on top of him. After a few more seconds after that, nothing. No chest movement. I just, I just said he's a big, obese guy, right? He's already being roughed up. You expect his chest to be moving a lot, right? If it totally stops moving, if you see a patient totally stops moving his chest after he was very excited, what do you think? Probably patient is on cardiac arrest. Yes. And you start checking for pulse. Yes. When my patients are moving a lot and they totally stop, it means they're you know respiratory cardiac arrest. It means they're dead. You should check. Cops are CFRs. They should check this, right? They they no, didn't check. They didn't care. They thought he was just some perp, right? Just some perp. Who, you know, it doesn't matter if he's dead or not, right? So anyway, he stops breathing after saying, "I can't breathe. I can't breathe." Stops breathing. No talking. No breathing. Nothing. Motionless. A few minutes later, I believe in the video, I think it's a few more minutes. They call EMS. EMS comes nine one one, so it's pretty quick. And I think it was paramedics, right? I cannot be positive. So I think it was two medics, but I have to confirm. They pretty much 
he, he's lifeless, so he, he's limp, he's flaccid, and they they all lift him onto a stretcher together. No one checks for pulse or breathing. No one. You get a call for an unresponsive, you don't check for pulse or breathing. This is this is EMT class 101, first day, right? What do you do? Unresponsive, check for pulse and breathing. It's literally a test question, right? So every EMT knows this, every person should know this. They kind of, he's limp, so they put him on the stretcher and they start transporting to a hospital a few minutes later. A few minutes after that, while on the way to the hospital, they discovered, oh crap, he's dead. Of course, with cardiac arrest in general, for every minute that passes that you don't discover he's in cardiac arrest and start CPR, what is it, 10% chance of survival drops? So the, the yeah. EMS personnel definitely contributed to him dying too. It's irreversible brain damage. Yeah, that too. So his brain's getting zero oxygen, no blood flow. So even if they, if they wasted one second, the EMTs before checking for a pulse and then starting CPR, then, then you know, they should be guilty too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that was a massive case and that was not the first, but it was one of the first big, big incidents that gave birth to the Black Lives Matter BLM movement throughout the country. I just did research to confirm for the article. They have had thousands of protests, thousands throughout the country. Uh, BLM. There was also, where is that in Ferguson? Ferguson, yep. Ferguson? That was, I think, afterwards. A I think the first months. one was Zimmerman, the first yeah, one. Yeah, a couple of months after. Yeah. So thousands of protests over five years, international. BLM is also in the UK and everything, internationally. And thousands of protests, five years, and the entire presidential election, at least with the Blasio to debate, he was grilled, de Blasio, not only by the moderators, by hecklers too, telling him to fire Pantaleo, the officer who choked out Garner and contributed to his death, murdered him, we can't say legally. And finally, after all that pressure, a few days after the debate, an NYPD judge, because they have their own judges somehow, I don't know how they're not biased, he pretty much recommended that the commissioner fire Pantaleo five years after the incident. So anyway, two, three weeks after that, August 19th or something, the commissioner O'Neill did fire Pantaleo and... Oh, darn, I have him on my phone. I want to share, I'll share it on Liberty Block, some of the comments from the people on this article saying he was fired after five years. It took five years, thousands of protests, an entire movement, BLM, one of the big movements in the world currently, and a presidential election to get a one cop fired five years too late. And still, obviously, he choked him. By the way, choking is prohibited by OIPD policy. You're not allowed to choke people. So I, I posted this article, and we've shared it. We have over 2,000 people have seen it already, you know, a few hundred likes already. And some of the commenters, I'll show you some of these, some of these uh, pictures. I took screenshots. They were saying incredible things, incredible things about this guy being fired. Yeah, see if you can read some of these stuff. Long time, I'll get your reaction. I believe that was it. Sideways. These people, and I knew the PBA would fight. I said five years ago. I said right away the PBA would fight the death. That's the police union to make sure this cop is not going to fired ever. A cop can again, literally, a cop can come in your house, murder and rape all of you, and the PBA, which is the police union, that's not allowed to have unions legally, but they do it anyway. They will fight to the death to make sure the cop keeps his job. And the PBA is insanely pissed. You see the statement by Lynch? You see a statement? Oh, my God. Well, if you fire him for doing this, then police will be afraid to even do anything anymore. Why would they arrest anyone if you fire him for doing his job? That's what Lynch said. The PBA, uh, the head of the PBA. In- incredible. But anyway, we have some commenters here saying, is this it? Yeah, he killed himself. He should have complied. Yeah, um, not a damn murderer. He was a cop doing his job. If the damn thug had not been breaking the law for nobody knows how many times and not fought the cops, the thug would have been back on the street breaking more laws before the sun went down and still alive. Yeah, you can be the first comment too if you want. Again, these people, you think they realize that cops can't punish? They can only arrest? So the cops killed him. They could have arrested him. Four of them, they could have gotten four more. Eight guys can arrest even a 400-pounder. He was 48 years old or 50. He wasn't even that young. You can overpower him. NYPD has 50,000 people. They can get, you know, a thousand over there pretty quickly. 
hit a 10, 13 button, you'll get a thousand cops within two minutes, right? So they could have done it. They could have arrested him without hurting him. What cops are supposed to do, as we just discussed, according to the law, is arrest people without hurting them. If they hurt them, it could be a punishment. In this case, it was definitely a punishment. That's my rant for today. Anything else I want to discuss? Um, a lot of other stuff going on, but that's mostly the police stuff. Are we going to try to do this every Friday night? Maybe? Mm-hmm. Could I have you on as a guest sometimes? Sounds You're pretty good for the ratings. Five viewers still. Yeah? All right. Thank you very much for telling your story, and we'll update we'll update all of us with the story as, as it Definitely. unfolds. Excellent. Thanks for sticking around to hear my rant. Thanks for sticking around, probably for her. You stuck around. And we will try to be back Friday evenings. We'll try to do at least a weekly podcast or video or something. This is Elliot Axelman saying good night. Good night.